Hello, welcome to episode number 15 of the Business Plan Podcast. My name is Brian Colvin. And I'm Renee Taylor. We are certified public accountants in Asheville, North Carolina. We started this podcast to answer the tax and business questions we get asked all the time. So whether you're listening to our podcast while working, riding your mountain bike, or just hanging in your hammock, we're really glad you're here. And hello, and welcome back. Hello. You know, I'm always so tempted to sing at the beginning. (laughs) And it's because of that Adele song. It is that Adele song. I can't help it. Uh, I I am certainly no Adele. No. So I'll try to refrain from singing. Oh, I bet you could do it, but maybe on another (laughs) podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Shooting for the Stars. There we go. There we go. The new podcast by Renee. (laughs) There we go. Oh, no. I think not. We'll stick to just... We'll stick to what I know. What play, I know. You got to play do. your strengths. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's in the, your singing's in the top ten, but the top ten of like my shower, but like you know, shower singing, nobody else. That's it. So today on today's podcast, uh, we're going to be talking about the differences between the income statement and the balance sheet. Mm. So the income statement, some everyone kind of knows mm-hmm. about a little bit about, and that's what kind of where you see your bottom line and how much money you're making. And then the balance sheet, that, that lost statement <laughs> that a lot of people don't know what their accountants are talking about. And they don't care about it. No. They're like balance sheet. Yeah. What? <laughs> you mean I can't deduct these payments to myself? what yeah so we'll talk about that (laughs) because everybody cares about money in money out but nobody seems to much care about that other you're right that's it's the missing statement or it's the mystery statement so let's talk about that today and we'll uh, you know the income statement's super important that's probably uh, you should be looking at more in your balance sheet but the balance sheet has some little pieces on it you should be paying attention to Mm -hmm. i don't know about should should might be too hard of a word but you might consider I think you should because I, I, I'll get into why I think you should. Okay, okay, good. Good. <laughs> All right, good. So we have something to talk about. We have something exciting <laughs> okay. to talk about. Okay, good. Right after this important message from our sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are none yet, besides our firms. <laughs> All righty, and into, the, into the, the weekly question. So every week we ask some kind of quirky questions so you can learn a little bit more about Renee and I. Um, so this week's is... Who was your first celebrity crush? Oh, man, this is a funny one. I remember yeah. it plain as day. So I really loved the TV show, The Dukes of Hazard. Oh, my gosh. And John Schneider, the blonde-haired guy, he was yeah. the love of my life. I had yeah. posters all over my bedroom of, yeah. of John Schneider. He was he's, hot. He's, he is a hottie. People get him confused with me all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, looking at you now, Brian, I'm starting to think, is that Brian or is that John? <laughs> if, it was, if it wasn't for the red hair and the extra 50 pounds. or Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Spitting image. What about yeah. you? Who was yours? I think, you know, this is a hard one because um, I was thinking that I, the, the first one I can remember was like Farrah Fawcett. Oh yeah, of course. She was she was she was a hottie. Yeah, she was. So. She still is. I, I suspect both of these people are still hotties. Yeah, they're good especially looking people. Especially Farah. Especially Farah. Yeah, yeah. So now you you know a little bit more about us, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? For better or worse, we continue to just to uh, age ourselves, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I don't. Many of our young listeners may not even know who we're talking about, and you know what? That's okay. 
They should because, look those because, people but up. But they could say like their celebrity crushes, and I probably wouldn't know who they're talking about. That's true. So it's all. Everybody needs some eye candy, though. That's right. I'm talking about it. That's right. <laughs> all right. So on to the boring old balance sheet, which is so boring compared to John Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So can I? So, can I start? Can I start? You can. What's your take on what? Why? What, what's what? What's a quick synopsis of the two? Okay. the The best description that I was ever given of the difference between the income statement and the balance sheet is this: the income statement or the profit and loss statement is like a moving picture or a film. It represents like something that's happened over time, right? It's moving. The balance sheet is a point in time, so it's like a snapshot. It just so it shows something on a particular date. And so like, I, I love that analogy, but the way like it really plays out is let's just say your income statement shows your profit and loss from January 1st to December 31st. That's a period of time. The balance sheet shows your financial position at December 31st. So, so that, I think that's kind of helpful for just the way to think about it. It's like, here's a moving picture and here's a snapshot. But like, what what is on the balance sheet that isn't on the profit and loss? And why, specifically, I wanted to tell point out to people why they should maybe care about the balance sheet. Because you're right. Nobody cares about it. Everybody's like, <laughs> what's the balance sheet? Who cares? Well, it shows balances <laughs> <laughs> on that date. And why does that matter? Well, okay, so here's what's on the balance sheet. Okay, what's on the income statement is your income and your expenses. How much money you bring in, how much money you spend. The balance sheet contains your assets, your liabilities, and your equity. Or in other words, the stuff that you have, your assets, and that equals what you owe for it, your liabilities, plus the extent to which you actually own it, so your equity in it. All right, so assets, what are those things? It's like cash like your bank balance, cash in the bank, inventory if you have it, buildings, computers, any kind of like asset. <laughs> your liabilities are like how much do you owe to on that building? How much do you owe to your parents for the loan they gave you to start your business? Those are our liabilities. How much do you owe your credit cards? Um, and then equity is kind of the, the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic. It's the most important thing. It shows like how how much equity or ownership do the owners actually have in the business? So it's really important, I feel like, for people who not this is not really pertinent necessarily to Schedule C sole proprietors or single member right. LLCs, but for multi member LLCs or multiple shareholder S corporations, being able to keep up with that equity piece is really really important. Yeah, because you kind of need to attribute to each person how much they own of those assets and liabilities, you know, and how much they've ta you know taken. It's like their their distributions and their contributions to the company fall in that equity section of the balance sheet. Right, and their their money earned. I mean, the money yeah, that's exactly. still in the business. The, exactly, the money that's earned. That's right. Yeah. So, so, so it is the equity section, and we call it retained earnings. Mm -hmm. If you just kind of mm -hmm. break it down and don't complicate it, it is the earnings you have retained in the business. So if you've put money into the business, um, you know, when you put assets and things in the business, it's going to come up there as well. It's going to, you know, 
have a, a positive effect on it. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes also, so if you're looking, if you're a business owner and you're looking at your balance sheet and um, if you're seeing that your your total, like your equity is negative mm-hmm. or very low, um, basically you're taking more money out of the business than you, than you've made, mm-hmm. or you're, you know, you're, you're paying yourself, you know, down to zero or more. So sometimes if you get loans and things, you got to live off your business and that's a possibility, but be aware of that. But also, um, like back to this equation of, of so the balance sheet is right. assets equals liabilities plus equity. So like to your point, if the, if that equity, which is comprised of, retained earnings or sort of the accumulated earnings of the over the life of the business. If that's re- really small, but you have a bunch of stuff on the asset side, well, that's secured by, it's got to be secured by either liabilities or equity. So that means right. you've probably got a lot of debt to own all yeah. the things that you own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I guess that's not inherently bad it just at all. It just depends on the stage of the business, but it's an important piece to to look at like it it's so exciting to see like we made half a million dollars and we only spent 200,000 so there's 300,000 on our bottom line and that's like everybody understands that right but then at the end of the year that 300,000 goes over to I mean like it literally kind of goes over to the balance sheet into that retained earnings that you're talking about and so and it's from that that your own sort of draws come from that, I guess. And, and this is the piece that I feel like it's important for business owners to know. When you take draws out of your your business, are, are you non-salary distributions? We've talked about salaries and stuff before. I forget what episode. But when you take those things out of your business, it comes out of that equity portion on the balance sheet. In other words, you're reducing your equity in the business. Um, right. It's... Those draws don't come out as expenses on the income statement. It it comes out essentially out of the equity. It reduces your equity. Um, right. Which again, so, it's not it's not inherently bad. It's just something that people don't always think about. I've, no, mm-hmm. I've noticed. Yeah, and most accounting software, like what we call closing out income into retained earnings. Mm-hmm. Most of I mean that's done kind of automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But so. If like I know in certain softwares and QuickBooks and Zero and things, you can actually see what the income. So you'll have a, uh, a net income on your balance sheet mm-hmm. as a line item mm-hmm. because it's what it's showing you is you're a- adding that bottom line into the balance sheet um, as kind of you know that's the the money that you've retained. And then you might have so under another line in there you might have is like the owner's draw, mm-hmm. and and the owner's draw is so that's the 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 credit section of the balance sheet and you'll see that your owner's draw is probably coming out as a negative number because it's a debit. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's reducing oh, the amount of oh, income. Debits and credits. I don't know that we need to go down yeah. that path, but it's I Well, you got to you got to gloss over it a little bit just to kind of, you know, that's why you'll have that one number there and that's the the one number that's typically okay to have a negative number on the uh, on your statements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your draws. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so the other thing I was talking about in the beginning was why the balance sheet is important is mm-hmm. that as accountants, the, the really the first statement we like to look at is the balance sheet mm-hmm. because the balance sheet is kind of the truth statement. That's exactly um, right. Very good. If you, if when we look at a balance sheet and we compare it to your statements and things like your, 
your bank statement, making sure your bank balance is right and your loan balances and that kind of thing. If those are all jiving and everything's matching up and reconciling, that gives truth to the income mm-hmm, statement mm-hmm. because we know that things have been reconciled the right way. When a lot of times when I see new clients come in and I look at their balance sheet, those things aren't matching up, which means their income statements com- doesn't have any validity whatsoever because I can't trust it at that point because I don't know what they're doing with those payments. And so, and so a, a good like sort of here's an assignment that our, our listeners could could do right, right now. Here's a really good, easy hey, way for we, you. Have listener. we ever given an assignment? Well, no, we haven't. Given, here, here's your homework, listener. <laughs> or here, here's something that you can do, listener. And and this, so Brian's right. We accountants like to look at the balance sheet first, but you too can look at your balance sheet and you too can know uh, the veracity of your income statements based on it. But here's the quickest thing, easiest thing to do. If at looking at your balance sheet on November 30th, right? Your your cash balance shows $10,000. But you know, at, you look over at your bank and your cash balance is really only $8,000. Something is wrong. I mean, that's that's like, uh, you know that something is, is not coded correctly. So this is a really easy thing that anybody can do is like take the balance sheet, look at the cash balance on the date, whatever, usually the end of the month, and then compare it to your um, your cash in your bank. If they're the same, then good. There's that's great. That's a great first step. That's a great first step towards you know making sure your financial statements are okay. If those aren't the same, then you know something's going on right. going on in there. It's- yeah. Also, if you are doing, if you're using your software um, to mark expenses as you like write checks and things, so your your balances might not match up, but because they but they will match up to your bank rec. Yeah, right. So, yep, to your bank. Don't be, yeah, so you need to really kind of run a bank reconciliation and they'll have a statement balance at the bottom of it. And those need to make sure that they match that's up. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, same thing with like loan balances. Mm-hmm. If you have loans, if you get a loan statement, mm-hmm. you're paying off a vehicle or something of mm-hmm. that nature. Um, uh, look at that and see if the mm-hmm. the principal balance is the same as what you have on the balance sheet. Because what happens is a lot of times people are paying these payments and maybe they're paying quite a bit in interest, but they keep paying. I mean, a lot of times I just see it on the income statement. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you got an asset and you put that asset on your books, but you also got a loan. So mm-hmm. you got to put the loan on the books. Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure that that number's right. And then you got to account for interest, which will be something that's deductible. So here's another thing that this is another way to think about the balance sheet that truck or vehicle loan that Brian is talking about is a really good one. So imagine the only thing you had was a truck and a payment on that truck. I mean, so that, and you bought the truck for $40,000. And so you have a, a loan for $40,000. That's sort of like, that's one way to think about the balance sheet. Your asset equals your liability. So, and, and, and just also to go back to what Brian was saying in terms of interest, when you are paying your truck note in your bookkeeping software, you have to separate out the principal portion and the interest portion. So the principal portion reduces that bank note. It gets smaller and smaller the more you pay it off. But the whole thing isn't reducing the note because part of that payment is interest. So the interest is kind of like a two-pronged entry here. Your payment, your $500 car payment, part of it reduces that note on the balance sheet, and the other part of it is interest, which is deductible on your income statement. Yeah. So that's another way that um, 
the oft-neglected balance sheet. <laughs> I mean, it's it's in there doing things, whether you look at it or not. Right. But it's important to not just, I feel like, to not just ignore it as a business owner. And it, and I know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can. I think you need to understand a little bit of it because if you're looking at your income statement and you're saying. You know, it, it looks like I'm I'm not making any money, mm-hmm. um, but I know I kind of am. And why is that? Mm-hmm. You, you it would make more sense if you make sure that all those balances are reconciling on your balance sheet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you know that there's truth in your income statement, mm-hmm. and it's going to make more sense to you. So having a familiarity with it is important. And like you said, that equity piece is mm-hmm. seeing how much money you have in the business, mm-hmm. and you know what your goals are for you know if you're wanting to expand and things, you need to leave money in the business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's another balance sheet tidbit that certain uh, listeners might find interesting if you have a retail operation then a big thing on your balance sheet is going to be inventory right and so this is beyond the scope of this podcast but inventory in essence represents money because you've you've paid for it and so if it looks like over on the income statement your business or or your cash flow rather you're kind of like i'm making all this money i'm making hundred thousand dollars on the bottom line this year but I only have $50,000 in my bank account. I mean, it's not dollar for dollar, but in general, a lot of that cash is is in that is in the inventory. You can almost kind of view inventory as like a little pile of cash uh, in, in your shop. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because so you, you, tr- you traded cash for that inventory. Exactly. It, exactly. You know, at one point you had it on the balance sheet in your checking account, and then you went and went to your wholesaler mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. gave them cash and you mm-hmm. got other assets. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. And so you Absolutely. have to sell them. You have to sell that inventory in order to get the cash back. Basically. This is another thing I've seen. It's like the one I just described. We're making a bunch of money. Oh my gosh. Why do I have to pay taxes on all this money that we're making, <laughs> but I don't have this much money in my checking account. Well, it's because it's, as I would say, tied up in inventory, maybe reevaluate your inventory strategy. Is it turning over fast enough? Is it the, you know, the right mix of products, et cetera. So right. this is a this is a not uncommon occurrence, right? In those uh, businesses that carry inventory, right? And all those distributions, or however you whatever kind of entity you are, I mean, when you take those out, just because you don't have any money in the business mm-hmm. that you've taken out draws mm-hmm. to pay all your personal bills, that's all taxable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a mm-hmm. lot of folks get that confused, unfortunately. But that's something you know. You, I think we talked about that a little bit in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to understand that as far as when you're budgeting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's my main point for today. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, so I guess the, yeah. there's, I mean, we've, I don't know what the main takeaway of this is, but probably just this. I th- don't ignore the balance sheet. Yeah. Consider taking a look at it and reviewing it with your accountant. It does contain important information. And it is hard to, to wrap your mind around all this stuff. I mean, it's easy for me. I've been doing this for years. But sometimes when I try to explain this to business owners, um, because it's not as intuitive as the income statement, um, people are like, oh, I don't get it. I don't, you, you think about that. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Which is okay too. You know, is, play your strengths, play your strengths again. <laughs> That's right. But for some of our listeners who choose not to have an accountant, then you know, at least just take a look at, you know, eyeball that bank balance and right. kind of see. You know, I, I just took on someone recently and I don't know what was going on with their books, but like this, but when I take somebody on, it's like you're saying, Brian, I look 
the first thing I do is look at that cash balance on the balance sheet. Is it even in the in the realm of possibility? <laughs> <laughs> and this this client I took recently, it was not. It was like a hundred thousand dollars or something. Right. And I know they only had ten thousand in the bank. I was like, do you do you really have a hundred thousand? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, so clearly these financial statements are not right. <laughs> right. These don't mean anything. Yeah. So, basically. So take a look at that, business you yeah. know, business owners. Just see because it. If that same phenomenon is happening to you, then you, whatever it is that you're really interested in on the income statement may not necessarily be accurate if the cash balance on your balance sheet is wrong. Exactly. And that's what I'd say the two, two takeaways are. The one that piece that you said, pay attention to your equity section. Mm-hmm. Know, know how that works. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that's important because when your accountant starts talking to you, at least be familiar with it, mm-hmm. what's going in and out of there and how that balances. And then the other piece is that you need to pay attention to the balance sheet, if nothing else, because it makes the income statement become truthful. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if your balance sheet is not correct and you're not reconciling things, then your income statement is not going to be correct. Yeah, so it's almost like you have to start with the balance sheet. You do. As, that's you why. Know, and that's what we do. But That's why we always do it. I know, exactly. It's like, <laughs> I know. but Because so, if the balance sheet isn't reconciling, then, you don't even need to look at the income statement. Ain't nothing it's else giving right. You, it's that's giving right. you false information. That's right. That's right. So. And that's it. I think with that, you, you, you know, think about those things. And when you look at your statements and you're trying to grow your business and looking at how you're doing, um, you can take that information and do a little bit better. That's right. And, and doing better is that and like falling in love with John Schneider. Those are, those are the objectives. Oh, yeah. He's, he was a hottie, just like Farrah Fawcett. Exactly, so. exactly. He's that wonderful exactly. flowing hair. That's right. Oh. I think my dad had like a poster of her in his bathroom Farrah. or closet or something. <laughs> I'm serious. I forgot who my mom had, but yeah. My dad was all about Farrah. <laughs> no more. We have to end this Okay, now. here we go. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. See you next Thanks week. so much. We want to give a shout out to our sponsors, which for now are our firms, ReneeTaylorCPA.com and ColvinCPA.com. Please visit our website at TheBusinessPlan.co and sign up for our mailing list. If you find the show helpful, we'd appreciate it if you'd leave a review on iTunes. Everyone's business and tax situation is unique, so please don't act on the advice given in the podcast without consulting a professional. See you next week on The Business Plan Podcast.